Hello and welcome to Two Old Chuffs, A Tale of Two Hospices. I'm Tamsin Thomas. And I'm Gina Stones. And we are meeting today with a colleague of ours, but on a system called Teams. Now, this is the brave new world where actually we're not in the same room. Um, in fact, we're in three different places, but we can see each other on the screen and we can chat to each other. So bear with us. This is all a grand learning curve. Have you been clearing out, Gina? You know, I have absolutely. Lockdown has been um, a real reason for me to have a really good sort out. So from attic down to garage, I'm afraid, and it's all coming to you in drips and drabs, Fraser. <laughs> and I hate to tell you this, Fraser, but I've been having a clear out. But I think most of the people of Cornwall have in one way or another. Um, and we'd better say who Fraser is. Now, Fraser has decided he'd like to be described as a fledgling chuff. So welcome to our nest, as it were. Uh, Fraser Hopkins is our head of retail at Cornwall Hospice Care. Uh, and Fraser, you are, I think it'd be fair to say, the busiest person in Cornwall. I think we've, we're certainly laying, laying claim to that. Absolutely. We have been inundated with stock and donations, which is wonderful. That is not something we're complaining about at all. We we put the ask out via, via all of the channels we've got on social media and websites, and it has been a phenomenal response, doing incredibly well. I've just come from our Truro Donation Centre, and it is staggering. Uh, black bags, bin bags, boxes, everything you can think of, and wonderful contents some interesting bits and pieces i have to say but you know what what a collection of things and a fantastic response from people across the county and i was staggered because you said to me the other day that at our drive-through donation station at holmbush and i love that whole concept <laughs> that there was a day this week where 86 cars came through is that right yes that's our record this week we've had 60 65 i think today even in the rain so it's just been a continuous an ongoing thing and across the sites and you know we've launched some mobile van donations as well and they're cited in in, in various locations but Hale and Wadebridge as, as examples and I think they're seeing similar volume 70 80 80 drivers 90 I think in one case at Hale uh, in the course of five hours. Is that the first time you've done that Fraser with the vans? Yes, yeah, it was a totally new thing. We we knew we had the facilities at a few of our bigger sites, so so, so Truro and, and St Austell and Bodmin Normandy Way. They're all geared up for for people driving up in their cars, and but a lot of our sites, obviously on the on the high street, they're closed uh, or they're not accessible for vehicles. And so yeah, we we had a go with the with the vans, and it's been incredibly su successful. You know, as ever, we're, we're we're astounded how generous people are. And what sort of stuff are we getting? I hate that word. Sorry, I should think of a much nicer word. What sort of donations are treasures. we getting? Treasures. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yes. One man's treasure. It. It. There. There really. There really is a whole cross section. I just said. I was in Truro this morning. So, quite a lot of monopoly sets. I noticed. Okay. And whether that's because people have been playing in lockdown and decided they've had enough of it and fi family fights. <laughs> fallen out. <laughs> if my home's anything to go by, that's it. Everybody's fallen out. Right. I'll give that to charity. So lots of monopoly. I noticed. But my eye was taken by a very nice looking gin chalice. Um, you know, very good. I was with our finance director. He was very, you know, very drawn to that as well. Um, there's a huge amount. There are electrical goods, obviously a huge amount of clothing, fitness equipment doesn't mean a huge amount to me. If I'm truthful, those of those of you who know me will attest to that. Um, yeah, fantastic array of things. 
yeah, I'm tempted to put this exercise bike in the back of the car <laughs> that I've got at home. Oh, I, why do people ride bikes? The reason I ride one is because I fall off bikes that move. So yeah. it, it, my family have given me an exercise one. Uh, it's broken, so I can't I can't tell you what I'm achieving on it. I'm just riding it <laughs> and watching nonsense television like come dine with me. But I'm tempted to give it away. Well, there's, there's always a home, Tamsin. We'll, we'll always take it. With gift aid, please. Fantastic. Right. Tell, me about, tell me about gift aid. So the gift aid is phenomenally important. It's 25% extra courtesy of Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. So no additional cost to the donor at all. But for every item we sell, we can claim back 25% of the cost that we've raised, the, the, the monies we've raised. So a £5 top gets us another £1.25 from HMRC, which is an incredible help. And that's at no cost to us either, I presume? No, but nothing at all. We, we, we administer it, uh, but beyond that, there is no, there's no charge and it's, 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 it's a payment we make or a claim we make from the government each month and they, they, pay, they pay us. It's wonderful. Brilliant. And so have you seen a, a real change in people wanting to offer gift aid? through this time? Yes. Is that something you've always done? Or? Well, we, we've always operated a gift aid system, but I think this has given us a real opportunity to concentrate on the people who are kind enough to donate. So as with all things, there are always 101 distractions. I guess we all know that in, in, the, in, the, in the normal course of life. Uh, and, and donors are coming to stores and the stores are busy with customers and, and other tasks. These donation centres have given us an opportunity to be focusing on and engaging with the donors and it does mean we can put all our efforts into asking them and explaining to them what gift aid is and we've put a lot of effort in and Tamsin and team have put a huge effort in from the uh, social media and marketing side of things as well to, to emphasize how important it is and it's been phenomenal you know an incredible uptake and I think it's 75 percent at the moment of donations coming in are gift aid and that's you know we know these donations are going to see us through the next x number of months we don't know how long um, and we know that there's a, a real pipeline of great stock with, with gift aid on top, and that's a, an exciting prospect. And I guess for anybody bringing you that those um, items in, it's it's lovely to know that you're getting the maximum amount for them, Fraser, because actually but it's precious treasure for people, you know, whether it's, you, you know, you're right, but it's just to know, I guess, that the hospice is getting all that it can and a bit more is is really worthwhile. Absolutely. I, I think we, we, we've got an obligation to the to the donors to, to, to extricate or realise as much money yeah. as we can. Some items we know don't always find a home and that's that's fine. And we know that the donors are accepting of it. But we, we've, we've got means of of getting money for, for everything. We've got a great team of recyclers and other partners who we work with. So we'll always get something for every item. And you know, obviously it helps us with our environmental targets as well. And you know, I think that's a huge driver for a lot of people to donate to us as well. So across the piece, yeah, we, we, we get as much money as we can. We get the government's input with the, with, the, with the gift aid on top. And if we can't realize a sale in the store, we, we move it on to partners who will fund us as well. And that's, that's wonderful. Brilliant. What gave you the idea to have these donation stations? I mean, you know, I absolutely love the idea of the drive-through yes. one. I, I, I really love that concept. But where did the whole idea that we would ask for donations first come from? I think there was an awful lot of modelling. We've been very lucky. We, we, we're tied in with organisations such as the Charity Retail Association and, and, and others. And I think everybody sat back as, as we entered lockdown, nobody knowing quite when and how things would resolve themselves. And a lot of very 
apocalyptic talk about what the high street might look like and retail in, in you know a challenge for, for everybody uh, but one of the things we did think would if you're at home for a prolonged period human nature is that we will be clearing cupboards uh, I know my wife and I did it we had a porch full and she was itching for me to get the car open and drop it in at some stage which I was lucky enough to do but you know I think there is that sort of psychology thing of right what well, people will do that how do we therefore help them to help us so we'll, we'll provide a, a forum for them to donate which will hopefully get the product out of their house we've then got a pipeline and also you know there is a good chance that people will have cleared out during this very long lockdown period they may not have a clear out for quite some time afterwards and i think we realize well if we don't say please give it to us now there'd be a very real chance in maybe august and september we would have a bit of a shortage not something we've ever had before but it's these are new times we wanted to make sure we were ahead of the curve and have a, a sustainable business through through the period post lockdown but how soon will it be before the bags start coming through the door of your office i mean we, we appear to have been uh, overwhelmed is the wrong word because i think we're delighted but yeah. we we have had an enormous reaction yeah uh, yeah i think <laughs> i'm glad i'm on the first floor put it that way because i think the ground floor <laughs> is is very steadily filling we are looking at some additional warehousing space so i don't want people to think we'll say no um we we, we will carry on accepting uh gratefully accepting and i don't know how long it goes on for i think you know there, there, there will inevitably be an end point at which this level of donations drops away but people do seem to have engaged. I, I, I confess, Tamsin, you're probably the most excited I've seen anybody at a drive-through donation centre, which, which concerned me somewhat when we met. But that was fine. Um, but no, it's been really well received, and you know, I think it's quite a simple thing. It is about using our spaces differently, using our whole shop network differently, and I think that's been one of the challenging but exciting things that we've found all of us haven't we across departments is, is how do you use the things that we've got in a way that is suitable for a, a slightly new world and um, I think the thing that that I I think has been great for us clinically to be able to help with is actually how we make that safe for your teams and for people coming in and actually that's been great for us to work together Fraser to to think about that and to think about how we can make this new drive-through opportunity the safest and the clearest um you know we, we've used all sorts of different technology it's been really good and it's been a huge content to be honest and we've you know we've concentrated as you know all the way through in how do you create a safe environment for the staff yeah. and once the staff feel safe and confident and happy we know we can welcome back our volunteers who are itching to come back and be with us and then also obviously making sure that donors and hopefully in short time some customers as well feel as safe and secure as possible and it's been incredibly beneficial to have expertise at the end of a of a phone line or on an email or dropping in to see you and the team at the hospices and finding out what we should do and taking all the various bits and pieces and sometimes it's a sense check you know there, there's such an overwhelming amount of information isn't there from public health and gov.uk and it's quite easy to, to to look and be sort of tempted down the dark path of pseudoscience or whatever and we just get a very direct very straightforward this is what you need to do fraser do this 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 and this and it's and you're safe and i think that's incredibly reassuring and i know that the shop teams who we've shared that information with have really really appreciated it how important to both of you then is is this collaboration and i'm asking that because you know one of the key themes of our charity is collaboration and do you know honestly three months ago i wouldn't have been able to draw close lines between 
the clinical side of things and retail. And now I'm listening to you two talking about real positives. I think there are huge positives. And, you know, I think we probably work surprisingly closely and have very similar um you know kind of attitudes and and ways of managing things so i'm very aware that lots of those people who are bringing in those treasures to fraser's department have perhaps experienced the hospice inpatient units or have had family members or they know somebody who's experienced so it's been really important for us to make sure that that fraser's staff are equipped to perhaps deal with people who might be upset or have a story to tell. And then actually, we then share that sometimes with your department, Tamsin, because actually we all know that a story is worth, you know, a, a, a thousand words, really. So for me, I think it's um, it's it's building on the collaboration that, that we've had, but it's really been brought into sharp focus because actually we've all been kind of caught by COVID um, and you want the organisation to be there for people in the future. That's our whole reason for all of us to be. Mm, absolutely. It, it, I think it's just been a great opportunity, hasn't it? Just because, yeah. yes, you're right, Gina, there, there, there's a lot of overlap in, in ways that perhaps we all of us don't necessarily think unless we break it down. I just think all of us in the retail, you know, we, we all of us want and know that the daily grind, I suppose, all the things you do just by routine every day, are going to cause are going to help a, ph a phenomenal cause everybody is very passionate about ensuring we have the maximum revenue generated in in the retail department to fund the work that's done because we all stand in awe of everything that's done daily at the hospices and by the community teams as well and i think particularly through this because it's come home to to us and to everybody else that what we're offering is you know we've got key workers throughout this whole period at the front line the entire time helping those people who need it most and you know helping the the, the, the wider health community across Cornwall as well and I think we, we, we feel incredibly proud of being able to support that um, there's a huge expertise on which we can draw which is which is wonderful and I think as, as we found in the last couple of weeks when we've had discussions it's given us opportunities now to think how does that overlap for the future what more can we do about sort of bringing Cornwall hospice care to communities and to people and, and, and using, as, as Gina says, it, it, the teams in the shops, the physical infrastructure that we have, how can we how can we develop that and make that more beneficial and, and, a, and a wider experience of Cornwall hospice care across the county in the future? You're listening to Two Old Chuffs, A Tale of Two Hospices, and our guest today is Fraser Hopkins, who's the Head of Retail at Cornwall Hospice Care. Um, it's all been really good news, but of course the million dollar question, now listen to Fraser, sigh as I ask this, when are we actually going to open a shop door? <laughs> well, we've opened quite a few as we've gone in and installed PPE, um, and I think everybody's been in that uh, sort of scenario most recently. We are aiming to open our first two stores next week. So that's 23rd and 24th of June. And those are our stores at Homebush in St. Austell and St. Blasey. So they're, they're trial stores, I guess. We've put the PPE in, we've, we've got our till screens, our floor markings, all the things you'd expect us to have. 
uh, our teams have come back and scrubbed them to within an inch of their life and got them looking wonderful in, in the usual way. Um, and we're just hoping that that gives us an opportunity. We're going to do it quietly because we're going to do it sensitively because there's always learnings. You can you can think everything through on paper and open the door and it works entirely different from the moment the first person comes in. So we'll, we'll do that fairly slowly. And hopefully if those two are successful, as I'm you know, confident they will be, we'll, we'll escalate that over the coming weeks. So through July, we're aiming by about the middle of the month to have 10 to 12 of our stores open. And then we'll take a quick pause assess, check how it's working. There are some significant logistical challenges. So donations, obviously, we, much of the conversation has been about donations. And for for a foreseeable future, we, we, we are likely to not be able to receive donations in all of our physical stores. So the donation centres we've set up will become our sort of new normal. I think that's a good thing. Uh, hopefully it does mean that people know where they can go and they have a really good experience when they come to donate to us. And we've got to make sure those exist across the county. So hopefully they are accessible to people wherever they live. And then we can get back to stores that are safe and secure. They're, they're inviting. They've got this whole mixture of, as you say, the treasures that people have donated. Um, we'll have Christmas cards in July. I know Tamsin's always very excited. I mentioned <laughs> yes, Christmas I cards. I feel rather sort of bizarre talking about <laughs> it. Um, but I've been planning the Christmas card range since January, which is a strange experience. always. But they're incredibly important to people. They are fantastically well supported. So they arrive in, in July. and they'll Fraser be doesn't understand when he grumpily sends me the proofs of the Christmas <laughs> cards and says, oh, Christmas cards in February and, and hands them over. I go, Christmas cards in February. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Christmas fan. I have to say, I am a big Christmas fan. It's, uh, you know, I was delighted when we had our Christmas shop in, in Truro for a few years. And, you know, I am a big fan, but, you know, the, 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 the process starts usually in the October. So before we finished one year's range, the, the, the manufacturers want to know well, what's it looking like for next year. So I think by, by February, I am a little jaded, I, I have to say. But no, the cards arrive and they'll come, which is, as I say, a slightly strange thing to say, but they'll be in the stores and, uh, you know, hopefully the customers will come back. But we want them to feel confident that they can do so. Uh, we want our staff and our teams, and our volunteer teams to feel safe. And then we want the customers to come in and know that we've we've done all the things they would expect us to do and hopefully a few more on top. So we've taken all the clinical guidance uh, and made those environments safe and ready for people. So really looking forward to that. It's as, as a retailer having just no stores. It's been a very surreal experience and yeah, yeah, very much looking forward to bringing the public back in and welcoming them. I think we're very much looking forward to supporting that as, as well. And I guess as we go forward, it's just how we um, how we can can support those retail teams even even more Fraser so really looking forward to having you all back can I just ask about about eBay has has that continued on throughout lockdown have you managed to yes yeah absolutely I mean we we, we had a pause I think as as with everyone when we thought what can yeah. we safely do what should we do um, but yes we brought that back about four or five weeks ago uh, we were very fortunate we had some stock here some items that we had to cancel listings for that we were able to 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 make live again other items that we had in readiness and obviously now the donation centers are open they're finding all sorts of wonders that are coming through a lot of sabutio goes down extremely well quite a blast from the past so lots of boxes of sabutio passing me on trolleys going to our ebay department uh, and that's been again incredibly well supported um, and has done very well and that's been a very welcome stream of income i think this is the thing it's uh, i feel very 
conscious that you know we're, we're, we're here we're wanting to raise the monies and it's been a, a trickle not a flood and it's it's a welcome trickle however so ebay's been incredibly successful and i think that's it's given us confidence going forward that we'll we'll need to grow that you know you can't put the genie in the bottle of online sales having been a, a life-saving thing for so many through this period and we know that's not going to fade away we know so we need to embrace that and you know there is a part then for bricks and mortar retail and for and for online sales and we'll be doing everything we can to maximize both i had uh, a really interesting moment funnily enough today i was just you know preparing for for us to to have this chat and a friend of mine um, came called by and was saying that his nan misses yeah. the local shop in homebush yeah. because she sees it as part of her community and you forget that, don't you? That uh, as you know, I've never got time, so I go in a shop, do what I need to do, get out. But actually, our shops are providing a, a community. Apparently, she's known by her Christian name mm-hmm. because she goes in so often. But it's close to her house. It's she's friends with the people in the shop. I, I think that's something really special there for both of you to be aware of. Yeah, I, I would agree entirely, and I think that's true of. To be honest, all of the shops up and down the county—it's—it's it's incredible. There is a, a sort of an incredible link between people, you know, for, for all the reasons Gina outlined, laid out earlier. But also, yeah, they come in. It's an experience. They—they they want to be welcomed. They want to have a chat. It's—it's—it's it's, it's an environment they feel safe and they feel comfortable. It's it, there's, in, there's interest, isn't it? The stock changes daily. You know, I was in Homebush yesterday as we're preparing that one for launch and talking to Joe and so many people knocking on the door saying, "When are you opening, Joe?" It's a, and they know her by name as well. So it's it, it's very much that sort of two way thing. And I think we forget that. I think we forget sometimes how embedded we are in our communities, and that's something we just need to really work with and, and, and embrace I think and I'm hopeful we can we can make that stronger as the, as the months go on. Listen my heart bleeds for you for one big reason and for everybody in our retail section because just bef- just uh, towards the end of the last financial year you were heading for your best year ever weren't you? <laughs> we were. Dare I mention this or will I make you cross? <laughs> no it's uh, no it's, I've learned to live with it I, I think. Yes I'm honest I, I confess I may have sat at home with a bottle of wine and sort of you know bemoaned the fortunes but look we've got away lightly haven't we? Um, we've been able to close the operation down safely our staff and our volunteers have been safe and, and well and we're thankful for that but yes it was we were on on course for a record year and actually i'm very pleased to say we did actually have a record year regardless of that um our accounting team as ever do wonders and put put the figures together and work out where the income can go and we had our very first year of generating in excess of one million pounds net wow. contribution isn't that amazing so congratulations we were- Thank to you. everyone, actually. I was going to say, huge team effort, um, really genuinely was. And you know, we're incredibly proud of each and every one of the people who who helps to achieve that. So how do you then switch off, Fraser? <laughs> I think I've asked Gina that before. When you go home, how do you get rid of all the nonsense of the day or all the worries of the day? How do you switch off? Or are you living retail and donation bags? I think probably the latter, if I'm honest, at the moment. Um, you know, I've got a five-year-old at home and a 13-year-old, so they both, in different ways, keep you fairly grounded and bring you back to earth with a bump when they, when you know, when they want something or they disagree with you. So there's always distraction. Um, but no, it's it is very much a check the emails, check this, because we're we're in a much more reactive phase. Normally, you've got your plan and 
things tick along in broadly the same manner and you know you you plan for events and for other bits and pieces and launches of new goods and, and what have you whereas this is very much a right we're going to try this let's hope it works if it works oh my gosh it really has worked and what do you do then and i need more warehousing space and is this van going to work and yes i you know i've been on the road behind a van you know driving a van which is unusual for me and you know, probably good for the people of Cornwall that I don't do it too often. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been fascinating. It is a bit oil-consuming, and I know that applies to the whole whole raft of the team who are still and have been working because you know everybody's carried on through 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 furlough. And I, I'm looking forward to July. I think by the time we can have a pause in July and sit back and hopefully see some monies coming in, which is what we're for, and then we can sit back and I suspect relax for a few days and and then start again. It's exciting stuff, you know. It's um, I think if 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 you enjoy retail, and we all enjoy retail in, in different ways and for different reasons. If you if you enjoy it, uh, then it's 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 exciting. It's a bit it's a bit tiring, but that's fine. No complaints. That's fantastic. <laughs> I think it's it's so it's so exciting to hear kind of what your what your plans are and that. Um, you know where also you know you miss people that aren't around so we've i guess like you you know you, you've continued working but actually you've had so few people around you and you you do you miss that buzz i guess don't you of, of that conversation and um you know what everybody brings to the place of work and i think um and it's lovely times in to hear those stories of people who are thinking about about the shops as uh, community links and i think you know we might have some exciting news to share with you at a point in the not too distant future about that which kind of brings you know fraser's world and my world a little bit closer together even into the high street so yeah, yeah lots lots to look forward to i think if ever there was an introduction to the fact there's going to be podcast um, number two <laughs> about our retail that uh, fraser that was your warning right there That's no longer a fledgling chef no <laughs> no no, no a serious I member of the family I'm very delighted with that. No, I think it genuinely it's been a it's been such a good experience, hasn't it? In, in that adversity that comes from the, the terrible nature of this whole sort of lockdown period. But, you know, I think it, it does strengthen the links between the organisation in, in a totally different way. We think differently and it, it, it proves the virtue of working collaboratively. And I think that's been an incredibly positive experience and hopefully will lead to very positive outcomes. So, yeah, I feel very yeah, very, very positive going forward. It, feel, it feels hopeful, doesn't it? Like you say, out of such a difficult time for everybody and acknowledging that it's not been the same for everybody throughout Cornwall. But actually, you know, I think for the hospice, we've had some scary times, haven't we, really? And it's um, it's it's just good to look forward. Well, it's been a, a pleasure to chat to you, Fraser, uh, especially as we both know how incredibly busy you are right now. Um, and we've done it uh, on a system so that we are all in our own workplaces, which has been fascinating. There have been a few bings and bongs in the background. Bear with us. It's how the system works. Um, but I think we should end by quoting the wonderful Dame Vera Lynn, who very sadly passed away on the day that we are recording this mm -hmm. podcast um, and just say to each other, we'll meet again you've, you've been listening to two old chuffs a tale of two hospices 